0: Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining smiling Sonia on her daily morning. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molaray's meningitis. Good afternoon, smiling Sonia here. It's Wednesday. The it must be the fifteenth. Is it the fifteenth? Must be the fifteenth of July. <laughs> so I have to count back. I have to count back. Um, so I'm counting in my head now. Yes, fifteenth of July, twenty twenty. I'm actually lying in bed, uh, so this is my second day back from the hospital, having suffered my sixth viral meningitis attack. Um, I've taken some painkillers this morning for my head, um, but yeah, I've just I'm just having to keep quite still really. Uh, i I'm, I'm I'm not in immense pain, um, but clearly um I'm not up for doing very much and I wanted to talk today about being single, living on your own with a condition such as this, recurrent viral meningitis. Now, I'm not living on my own at the moment. My 20-year-old son lives with me. But that's not going to be permanent, is it? And I am single. Uh, when When I had my first attack at 18, I was living at home with my parents. Attacks two to four. Yeah, two, three, two, four, yeah. Um, I was in a relationship, and the attack two years ago and this attack. Single, but my son's been living with me. So it has made me re-think, reflect on the future, and if I'm living on my own, what how I need to sort of plan and prepare things really I think a couple of years ago uh, when the relationship breakup up was still relatively sort of newish and my ex had moved out I was thinking about moving on from where I'm living now and do I need to Consider living somewhere close to family and friends, close to a hospital, etc. I think over the last couple of years, that thinking has kind of moved to the background. It It happens, doesn't it? It's moved to the background. So, yes, I've been thinking about where I want to move to. I've thought about areas further afield. And then over the next week, of course, (laughs) I've been yanked back into thinking about, "Mm, do I need to be near family and friends for support? Now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) I was in hospital. I wasn't allowed to take anybody with me in in the ambulance. And I got a cab home on my own. Whilst I was there, I wasn't allowed any visitors. Uh, a couple of friends did drop some supplies to me. So, yes, definitely something to think about. Do I need to be close to family and friends? Hmm. It all depends, doesn't it? If it was last year... I may have said, well, yes, I've got to be. But this year, family and friends weren't able to come and see me anyway. Although uh, people did bring some supplies to me. Partly because (laughs) hospital food is so, so bad. (laughs) Hospital food is so bad. And my son, bless him, I asked him to cook a couple of dishes for me uh, which he did and he brought those in and brought some extra things for me however you know I would have survived I would have survived on the hospital food (laughs) you know I would have you know I would have had to so so yeah so but I have been thinking about this just to let you know I don't plan what I'm going to say, in terms of I don't sit down and structure that I'm going to make sure that I cover this, this and that. I, I have a, a vague idea about what I might want to talk about. I start talking and sometimes it flows in, in a direction that I think it's going to, or depending on what sparks in my head, I will, I may well go off on a completely different tangent but this is this is a serious one you know I'm 57 and I have a condition that can strike me at any time, where that that means I could end up in hospital for at least a week usually about five to seven days and then coming back and dealing with things, and I think it's because I've gone up this morning with the intention of just taking it really easy, not taking any responsibility for anything, and going down to the kitchen and thinking, Oh, the kitchen is a mess, and the kitchen is a mess. My son. No, whilst I've not been here, has not really kept up to my standard of cleaning in the kitchen, and so I'm having to really hold myself back from wanting to just spend two hours doing a, a massive clean in the kitchen. But I know that the longer I stand up, um, the, the 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 more ill I feel, which is why I've been lying down here for the last couple of hours, anyway, at least. I have done two loads of washing. I have hung one load out. I am, in the next hour, going to be taking those down and hanging the others up. My son has been doing some work this morning. He was doing some cleaning in the in the bathroom. So we've got this... Um, so sort of this sort of cleaning regime. Um, it's the fly lady system. Actually, I was talking about it before I got ill. Which I think is really good. And uh, he's this is week three. So week three, you focus on the bathroom. So he was, he was sort of cleaning the bathroom. Um, But then there's the other things, isn't it? So... I needed some washing doing, and didn't want him to do my washing, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yes, and uh, I did ask my son yesterday to. Um, inst- I, I prepared. I did my my breakfast and lunch yesterday, and but I asked him to do my evening meal, which was a mud cake. I did my breakfast this morning and uh, um, I, I will probably do my lunch because I'll, I'll be able to sit down and prepare it at the table. So, But it did get me... Although, if I was living on my own, if I was living on my home, if I was living on my own and it was just me, you know, uh, in the house... And it would be tidy and I had to go to hospital and I came back, I would come back to a clean kitchen. (laughs) I would come back to a house as I left it. So I think that would be the difference, wouldn't it? Uh, That would be the difference, I guess. Although it is something to think about. Do I really need to be near family and friends? Or wherever I move, the hope would be that I would I'll make friends locally. I do think I will consider making sure there's a hospital nearby. So I think I will think about that. I will think in terms of a hospital nearby. I will think about, uh, as most of my friends at and are in London, I work in Kent. I actually have colleagues in Kent. Uh, so if I were to go to Kent, actually, there would be people that know me, sort of locally, possibly. My friend, my very good friend, Veronica, she travelled from Brighton, So although she wasn't able to see me, she stayed over in the house and she dropped down some supplies to me. She doesn't have a car. So I guess people don't have to be on your doorstep. Because sometimes it's the people further afield that will make that extra effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it kind of links in with how I was feeling a few years back as well about my finances and also thinking, you know, what if I I had a, 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 a severe attack and returning to work was impossible and if I had to give up my job... You know, how would I be financially? Or if recovery was quite s- slow. And, you know, one of the reasons when I had my, my sort of second and third attack, which were very close together, and I returned to work probably too early. Primarily because I was worried about, you know, the sick pay, sort of my sick pay being reduced. So I'm very fortunate that I'm in a job where my com- my organisation pays me for a period of time whilst I'm off sick, and then that will drop to half pay, obviously, and then down to well down to nothing I suppose. If it if it's ongoing. And I think. At over the year the last few years in particular, I've sort of thought about you know what could I do on the side uh, to to bring in maybe some kind of passive income? It's all very difficult, isn't it <laughs> when if you have a very um, a job that actually takes quite a lot of your not about time because you know it's a 9 to 5 job but it's quite intense and then to have the energy to put into something outside of that and i have been sort of reluctant to to what well, yeah reluctant <laughs> to really get started on anything over the last couple of years although more recently i've been thinking about What I might like to do, especially with retirement, kind of heading towards me, you know, life after my current job, I'm kind of looking ahead, but I may have to look again, think again about what, what could I look into that wouldn't take too much of my time, too much of my energy, that could bring in some income on the side in case I had to stop working suddenly. But, but, at this moment in time, my focus is on recovering. So, I'm lying down at the moment for a little bit better since I've been talking, actually. Maybe talking is sort of therapeutic. I've not been able to write, really. I do have a a journal that I write in, but ever since that second meningitis attack, and as they've happened over the last few years, I used to read a lot. I really can't read a lot. I prefer... Audios now. I, I can do some reading, but I don't read as much as I, as I used to, and that's just my eyes, and my eyes can't take it. So, those are things that have changed really. Okay, so sort of sharing of my thoughts today so far. I may pop in again later. Depends on how I feel. Depends on what pops into my head. Uh, What I might want to share. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.